Tigers got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. Welcome back to another episode of On the Green. Michael Calamari here with Sam Davis and Andrew Galata and guys. This has to be the biggest episode I think we've done. And that's saying a lot because we had a master's episode, a special intro and everything for that. But if you're in the golf world, this is probably the craziest time with everything going on with the Lyft Golf Tour. It's absolute madness. And Sam, I'll go to you first. How are you doing and what are you making of everything going on before we get into all the details? Yeah, I mean, this was like an absolute must to have this podcast. I mean, as soon as I saw, you know, obviously the first names being announced, it was like, okay, we have to get on and talk. And then it just kept spiraling from there. And the news just gets even crazier and crazier. The more names that you see deciding to join, you know, the, the live golf here uh, in Saudi Arabia, it's just very, very interesting uh, developments as of late. It's at a, at a point in golf that, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of a time like this in sports in general, but especially in the game of golf, it, it, it's really a unique scenario. It's very interesting. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to just jump right into it. I mean, lucky us. We, we start the podcast, what, six months, not even six months, four yeah. months earlier than this happens. And we get obviously a nice start with uh, two majors and uh, obviously a lot of other episodes. And this is, yeah, this is definitely, I mean, a turning point for the sport but I mean, a turning point in sports, this is really like the first time that we've seen a major like second league pop up probably since like the USFL, which is obviously way before our time. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be, you know, really interesting to talk about. There's so many different components in this, whether it's just talking about like Phil, that's one thing, but then it's all the other golfers that joined as well in the PGA tour. And it's definitely going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. It, there's so much going on with this. And you think about come competitors to professional sports leagues you think about the xfl you think about the usfl you think about some of the early baseball leagues that were competitors against the major league baseball in the early 1900s none of them have been able to pull some of the top players in the games dustin johnson's a guy with someone who has the fourth most wins on the pga tour who's in, uh, in the past i think 25 years past 20 years so they are getting some top name players and you know i want to get into all that and i think it really was a shock for us. First, I want to, you know, kind of just recap what has gone on in the golf world. You take a look back at the Memorial Tournament, Billy Horschel. He won that. We're not going to get into that, but he wins going 13 under four ahead of Wise, who comes in second, and then Joaquin Neiman, who came in third, tied with Patrick Cantley. Some other news that totally kind of flew under the radar was Tiger Woods announcing that he would skip 
the U.S. Open at the Country Club. He still plans to play at the British Open um, at St. Andrews. So we hope to see him there get some much-needed rest. But both those storylines seem to be nothing in what was the news around the Live Golf Tournament. Sometime, I think it was last week, they started to announce the first guys to be playing in the tour. That included names, like I mentioned, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood. And we thought it might have been over when that news came out. Then Phil Mickelson, he announces that he'll be joining the Live Golf Tour. And he still plans to be a part of the PGA Tour. All these guys still plan to play in majors, even though the PGA Tour has originally said they would ban any player that would go. They have not really made a stance on that since the news of the Live Golf Tour. But Andrew, I'll just go to you first. What do you make of the talent that the Live Golf Tour is getting and the fact that they do have some credibility now because they're going to have some names on this tour? The names are undeniable when you look at just the fields. And right now it's the amount of money because people talk about money can't buy you happiness. Money can't buy you anything. Well, money can certainly buy you good golfers. And that's Money's what buying everybody in this in this league. And, everybody. Yeah. And obviously it's not the other things because of what the Saudis have done off the golf course. And basically this is, you know, the what are they calling it? Sport uh, shading or something like that. They're calling they're calling it sport washing. That's what they're saying. Basically, they're just trying to make. It like normalized the Saudi regime and that stuff. And they're basically, you know, gonna pay a lot of money to have Dustin Johnson. I think it's 130 million. I mean, it's upwards of 100 million. The Phil's gonna, it was rumored 200 million. Who knows what that exact deal looked like? And I, I bet a lot of money for the other guys. We just saw the news come out today that it seems like Bryson DeChambeau is gonna be joining it in the US uh, event when that comes, I think, in a few weeks. Patrick and then that's the same, well. yeah, and that's the same with Patrick well. Reed. I mean, these are pretty big names and. I mean, you, you see the uh, the press conferences with like Taylor Gooch saying he's like, I just take golf balls. Like, I, obviously, the financial game for these guys that probably didn't make too much. Now they make, you know, in the hundred million dollar range or, you know, in the, you know, even 50 million. Who knows how much a guy like even like Taylor Gooch is getting paid. It's just I mean, to me, it's really surprising that this all has went to this point. But I guess, you know, money, money can buy a lot of things. Yeah, Dustin Johnson was a big surprise. Uh, I think that was the first. That was the first big surprise. I would. He's say. an RBC guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and like we, like Mike mentioned, like a lot of success on the PGA Tour. He's made a lot of money in his career on the tour. He's also won majors, and of course, you know, these guys might still be playing in majors. Some of them will, some of them won't. I assume that'll be really interesting to see how that works out. But DJ was a surprise, definitely, because he has obviously a reputation on the tour. And, and to really just forget about that, uh, these guys, anybody that joins this league, I don't think they're going to be playing on the tour probably ever again in their career. So it is really, uh, obviously the move is about money and it's about a lot of money, but it, it certainly is a very bold move to say, you know, completely cut off that tie basically with the PGA tour and say, I'm not going to be playing any of those events again. Uh, that's a decision that I'm surprised DJ made. Uh, I'm not surprised a guy like Phil made, obviously, you know, we've heard the the stories with him gambling, losing a lot of money, not having a ton of money, um, needing a, a, a guaranteed big contract. Like he got, uh, Andrew, you mentioned a guy like Taylor Gooch, a guy that's, you know, younger on the tour. Um, not anymore, but younger <laughs> coming up, yeah. in, coming in up golf. in golf and, and a guy that, that, you know, could use that guaranteed money, that guaranteed contract. Phil's kind of in the same boat. And obviously, uh, it was not a surprise that he decided to eventually join the tour. I'm really interested to see 
what these guys, um, because some of them, you know, they're keeping their PGA tour cards. I know Phil's one of those guys. So I'm interested to see if, if there'll be sanctions. I mean, PGA tour said there would be, so I'm curious to see if there's any sort of discipline that goes out against them, what that decision is. And also playing in the majors is going to be really awkward. I, th- I, I think when you have guys from the PGA tour, you have guys like Roy McElroy and Justin Thomas, guys that have really been outspoken about, you know, Hey, I, I don't agree with this. I think this is a bad decision. I, you know, I'm disappointed, whatever it may be, those guys playing potentially alongside, you know, who knows what the groupings are alongside a guy like Phil or a guy like, you know, DJ or whatever it may be, or DeChambeau, um, which just creates some really interesting, I think, uh, tension there in those majors if these guys do decide to play in them. So it's going to be really, I will say this, I'm very interested in watching that, that the, the first tournament in London, uh, the, the first live golf tournament, just to see what that looks like, to see what the future of golf is going to be, because right now it, there's a lot of question marks, I will say. Well, one thing I do want to note is originally the PGA Tour said that they would ban anyone who were to join the live golf tour but dustin johnson withdrew his membership from the pga tour so did the rest of the members except phil mickelson i believe who joined the live golf tour guys like dustin johnson do have an exemption because they want to major and i think i was you know listening to some podcasts watching um some videos also scrolling through twitter legally i'm not sure how much the pga tour could ban these guys if they have that exemption for winning a manager, uh, a major or being top 50 in earnings. So I would like to see if it really was just a big bluff by the PGA tour, how much legality do they have to actually ban these players? I think that's going to drive a lot of it. And if the PGA tour turns out that they can't do anything about that, the floodgates might start to open up. And that's when we might see more and more players join live golf, at least maybe not now, but down the road. I mean, the PGA Tour is going to, I think, have to make a stand here and they're going to try to legally. I mean, we'll see how the, the legal battle works out. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer and I don't know any of those non-compete laws and with PGA Tour and all this stuff. I mean, they're going to have to change their tour, though. I mean, we'll see what happens. I know Phil in the past has talked about like basically having half the season, like he's calling it the fall series where it'd be like, that would be the team. So it would be like a team from like August to like December. And then once like January hit, it would be like a new season and it would just be like individual. Maybe that's something the PGA tour could look at, but obviously up to this point, they really haven't had to because they haven't had that major competitor. But I mean, the live golf, I mean, if you, if you look at it just monetarily, I mean, it, it, it's tough to, to tough to see like why guys wouldn't do it. You get to spend more time with your family. It's not a grind. It's only eight events. You make more money and you play against lesser competition. I mean, it's like you, you can hundred percent get why these guys are leaving the PGA tour, but what they have to do, they just be like, okay, their biggest name is Dustin, uh, Dustin Johnson. You can't let anyone go besides Dustin Johnson. You're hoping other guys stay. The good news is you do see guys like Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler seeing their, and even Tiger Woods seeing their very well against the Live Golf League, and they'll be staying on the PGA Tour for a while. But I mean, it, it all also opens the door for other people if it's not, you know, Live Golf, if it's another league or the PGA Tour changing as well. What surprises me though, Andrew, is just the the reputation hit that you take when you decide to join this league, and obviously there's a lot of you know ethical issues around the league in general. Um, which obviously, you know, I, I saw that there's already been some media like questions directly to these guys about that, which 
I was a little surprised with. I thought they would just kind of like dance yeah. around all that. They, stuff. They Did you see some, what they asked some loaded questions? Nicholson yeah. had to answer some questions where they really went at him about the ethical issues with this league being funded by the Saudi government. And Mickelson, like he had no answer. If you none, of, the, this, none of these guys have any yeah. answer because it's just money. That's the only reason they're going. Like they don't have any answer for this. They'd rather I think what Taylor, there, you know. I, I think it was a tweet and someone was like, Taylor Gucci, he must have had like what however long to come up with the response. And his best was that I'm too dumb to to like do it. I just it was like Garrett balls. Cole when they asked him about <laughs> spider tag. He just had no idea what to uh what to yeah. say there. That's literally what these guys have. They have nothing. They have nothing. I, I don't I don't mean to cut you off, Sam, but at the end of the day, it's a money decision. I think Roy McElroy said it very well. He was like, if any decision you're making in life is purely based on money, I it's love probably that. not the right one. I and yeah. I think that really encapsulates what this has become. It's a money versus not money issue. I think there is something to be said that if it were anyone else that were backing this tour, this tour, you'd be a lot more excited about it because the idea seems kind of cool that it's a team event style. The PGA tour structure needs changing. That's definite that there needs to be adjustments to the tour that the fact that you have the Canadian open this week and the field is almost so weak that it's going to be tough to watch. You know, there's might be better players in the live golf tour this upcoming weekend than there is in the Canadian open. So I think that says a lot about the state of the PGA tour, but it's just the fact, in my opinion, that the Saudi government is the money that it's coming from that just makes it, you know, really hard for anyone to enjoy this league and not be able to, you know, it's hard to block out those ethical issues and just purely watch this league. And I'm talking about watching the league. It's going to happen on YouTube. There's so much unknowns with how this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have a schedule until I think two weeks ago. They didn't have team names until a few days ago. And it just seems so much is happening. And I kind of want to shift to there. We saw the logos. We saw the team names. We saw those hype videos. Um, for me, it feels like the USFL and just like more video gaming. Like it felt like it doesn't even feel real. Like, Four aces, fireballs. It was like a fantasy football, like the logos. <laughs> Majestics by Ian Poulter. Like, what are we doing here? And it looks like they spent 25 minutes in a back room, like messing around on clip art to make the fireballs. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you guys feel differently about this, but it's hard to take it seriously because they've got the hard thing, right? I was listening to, you know, some stuff on this earlier. And they got the money part is usually the part that's the, the thing you struggle with, getting the money to pay these players. Coming up with the logos, the team name should be the thing that anyone can do. We can sit on our couch and maybe make logos better than this. So <laughs> just the fact this is what's going to happen, it, it, to me, it's crazy, Andrew. It's it's something that, like, it was almost like Greg Norman, and he was like, you know, I don't think this is going to happen. Like, after the whole Phil thing and – they're kept on like the Saudi backers, like we're going to spend more money because we're not looking to make a profit. We're looking to just better our our country and our brand. So we don't really care how much we spend. Obviously, they're not going to make a profit because you're paying guys. Yeah, I, I wonder what, like the total like amount of money that they're paying these guys. It has to be in the, the upwards of the billion. I mean, what Phil was what like two hundred million, right? I, I think I think DJ was offered, 100 or one hundred thirty or I mean, they offered Tiger a billion. I saw, I saw that. I saw that. How do you even? I mean, that where is this money coming from? That's a whole other story. But I have no. I mean, I can't even. Fathom well, Andrew, it. you said it. I think it's just to legitimize. There's a lot of just to legitimize. I guess the Saudi government that they can 
sponsor league like that just looks normal basically are they looking to be profitable like on youtube how are they going to be profitable with a who's sponsoring them nobody so how are they going to make money off of like a like a spot like a you know how are they going to make money off these youtube you know videos it makes definitely going to crash or something it's easy to crash (laughs) i know we're hopping around but it just kind of speaks and speaks to the madness of this live golf tour it's so hard to produce golf think about espn plus how many cameras they need, how many broadcasters they need, how many different angles they need, the technology they have to read putts to give you the best putt, the drive distance, all that. How are you going to do that on a YouTube broadcast? I just don't even want to know how it's going to happen. And they also talk about this thing where I think it's shotgun starts. So everyone's starting at the same same time. time. They think that's going to make it more equal. Whereas, you know, we saw the players um, earlier this season where someone got a bad tee time. They were playing in howling winds and rain. And the other guys are playing in much better conditions. But how are you going to be able to produce that golf tour on YouTube? One YouTube stream to produce everyone golfing at the same time. It, it, I mean, it just seems extremely disorganized. The only thing that they seem to get right is the money part. Which it seems like I was going to say, like Greg Norman, like he was like, oh, I don't think this is going to happen. And then they're the stars like, yeah, it is like two months before. And he's like, OK, let's put it all together. It looks like. I mean, from, from everything from the team logo and like the draft that they're having, it's like not really a draft. It's kind of like already... thing, like, <laughs> now that DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are coming, what happened? You got drafted. Suddenly you're not playing. Like what's going to happen to this draft in two weeks when someone doesn't want to play, there's an injury, a yeah. captain's not going to be there. You know, like it doesn't seem know, like, but... like, you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely, you know, it, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. I mean, if I guess the two guys, and that would really stink like the last two guys if they like got kicked off for DeChambeau and, and uh, Patrick Reed, I will say that. Yeah, Br- Bryson joining this league in general, just like I you was, see, he's an innovator. I was surprised, <laughs> but at the same said. time, I wasn't like he just seems like, like he's he just seems like someone that would join this kind of league. And, and, and definitely, obviously, he's had a ton of injuries and, and, uh, you know, guaranteed money definitely helps him like it would anyone else in general. But, um, you know, Mike, I, I thought you, you brought up an interesting point that if this, you know, league was not happening in Saudi Arabia, not backed by the Saudi government, uh, it would be a much different, a completely different conversation, obviously, a much different connotation in general to the game of golf, because I think a, a separate league, let's say it wasn't in Saudi Arabia, it was somewhere else or backed by someone else. Um, I, I think that would honestly could be used as a good thing for golf to really push them and push the PGA tour to kind of change the way that they do things. And, you know, maybe make some changes into the way that, you know, just the game works, because I think ultimately, you know, golf is getting better. I think at attracting a younger audience and getting more and more young people to start following the game, watching the game, getting into the game, which is definitely huge. And it's taken some bigger steps, but I think there's obviously continued room for improvement there. But the fact that it's just going on with this, uh, you know, live golf and the way that's happening. And like you guys talked about, just everything coming together and being this big mess um, really just really, I think, hurts the game of golf as a whole. And it creates such a negative connotation towards obviously this tournament, but just towards golf, uh, you know, in its entirety. I think that is ultimately what I would say I'm disappointed with is is the fact that now you're going to have the talent is split instead of seeing everybody compete on the PGA tour and all the best golfers that you want to see. Now guys are obviously going off to this other tournament, uh, this other league, more and more guys will continue to join that league as well. And it's just going to split things up. And I think it's not really, it's not good for the game. And I, I, I do totally um, 
you know, understand the amount of frustration that guys like Roy McElroy and, and Justin Thomas, who I mentioned, who both have been, you know, speaking out against, uh, you know, uh, the Saudi league, as well as a number of other players on the tour as well. Um, just their frustrations and just the fact that, you know, they have, they have the desire to play in the PGA tour because they see it as the best league and the best competition in the world. And, and for the longest time it has been, and just about until a week ago, it, it has been, and you could argue that it still is obviously the league isn't fully formed the, the, uh, in live golf, but, um, Overall, I just, I, you know, for me, what frustrates me and I guess disappoints me is the impact on the game of golf as a whole, because I think all of us, you know, want to see the game grow, want to see the game get better. And right now with this league, it's it's mayhem. And I think overall, it's just not really good for the sport in, in any sort of circumstance. Yeah, it, it, it just seems craziness to me. And I guess, you know, before we you know begin to wrap up here, I want to get your guys opinion on this. Where does this live golf tour go? Is it success? Is it a failure? Is it just okay? How far does this get? And I just want to wondering what you guys think when we get eight weeks down the line, 10 weeks down the line, how are we going to be talking about live golf then? It's really interesting because it seems like these live golf players will be playing in the U S open and other majors. So I think it's probably going to end up working because like what, what I think it's going to end up happening is it's like the golfers that like the major golfers, like that only play in majors. So whether it's like DeShambo is definitely turning into a guy that's like, you know, only going to play in majors due to injuries and that stuff. All the older players, that's kind of who you're getting at. Like I like Dustin Johnson where majors really to him is only going to move the needle. I think a live tour makes a ton of sense for them where they only had to play eight events. It's not a big thing and they still get to play the majors. I mean, I don't know if it's going to end up working. I don't know if it's going to make money. I don't think it's going to make money, but that doesn't seem like that's the goal. So if that's not the goal, I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to, you know, it probably will continue if there's a, you know, a bottomless pit of money and players are willing to take the money. I think the, what's going to happen though, is the PGA tour is going to try to change and they're going to try to bring guys back. Cause I think they have more money that they're just holding back that they were keeping as profit that I think they'll kind of move into either more events, give players guaranteed money because it's already starting to move that way, whether it's like the PIP, uh, the player improvement plan, that's something that's out there. And I think now there's like, if you hit a certain number of starts, they're giving like every golfer on the tour $50,000. If you just make, I think it's like 15 starts. So that's obviously going to help like the lower tier golfers, but I think it's going to end up being more, but I mean, if these guys are going to be playing in majors and that's, what's going to happen, it's going to be very enticing to a guy like a DeChambeau like uh, Dustin Johnson, like a Sergio Garcia. Uh, and I bet that will continue and they'll continue to play in it. Will it be success? I don't know, but I mean, we'll see how these uh, YouTube streams go. I mean, it's just funny. It's funny to say That's that. Hilarious. I just don't it's see it. Out loud. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like a major success, but I think it's probably going to be around because of the money. I think no other reason though, but uh, I think they have a ton of money and players are going to take money. And obviously it's a personal decision. I don't blame them for taking $200 million. I mean, I don't know if I was in that position, what I would end up doing. Uh, but I mean, that's a lot of money to just, you know, pass up. So I definitely understand guys taking it. But as long as the money's there, people are going to come as, as as we've seen over you know the last week. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate stance. I mean, like you can I, I you can understand guys taking all this money like no one, no one, you know, would. You know, obviously, it's a very difficult decision and it's very uh, hard to, to say, and eh, whatever to $200 million, you know, or something like that, something crazy like that, or even, you know, even $50 million for a younger player. Um, so I think you can understand it, 
But at the same time, obviously, um, the ethical concerns and everything that goes into it makes it an incredibly difficult decision. Uh, overall, my inclination for the league as a whole going forward is that I don't think it'll work out in the long run. I would be surprised if it does, um, just because, like we talked about, I don't know how they're going to make any money. Uh, I don't know if I don't really know the financial situation, but do they have an unlimited supply of money? I mean, I feel like eventually the the money is going to run out. Uh, I'm not really sure, but it seems like the more guaranteed contracts they end up giving out, um, it seems like eventually that money is going to run out with how, the way that they're constructing this league. So my inclination is that it'll eventually die down. But I agree with you, Andrew, that the PGA Tour will definitely make some changes. Um, they will definitely look for ways because now they have a competitor. They have to, you know, they, it's no longer one league. They have to, you know, innovate and try and make some changes. And maybe that'll be good for the PGA tour as a whole going forward. So ultimately I definitely see some changes in the future for the PGA tour, but as for live golf, I would be surprised if it sticks around, uh, you know, in the long run, I think overall, you know, you'll see, you know, like we said, what eight events, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure those events will happen, especially with all these guys getting guaranteed money and playing in them. But going forward, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure uh, that in the long term, this is the live golf is going to be around. Also, yeah, the, that, the one thing I do want to say before you uh, go, Mike, is that I don't think any of these golfers have like an allegiance to live golf. No, like I, I, I think if the PGA tour changed and they get what they want, they're leaving live golf. Like, yeah. I don't think, and well, I don't will think the PGA tour take them back though. That's the real question. You know, I mean, like, is this like, are they going to give out lifetime bans? Like, I mean, that's what they said they would do. So, I mean, like it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they would take these guys back if I'm being honest. Well, I, I kind of, I wanted to, you know, bring it into that direction. We talked about where live golf will be, you know, in you know, eight, 10 weeks, but, you know, what I'm thinking about now is where are these players going to be in eight, 10 weeks and how are they going to be viewed in the pantheon or in the historical aspect of golf? How do you look at Dustin Johnson now and compare him to other great golfers? And how would you do the same with Phil Mickelson? Does this tarnish their legacy in some ways because of the history with the Saudi government? And if you win a lot on this live golf tour, how do you even compare that to wins across the PGA? You can't, you can't. I feel like as no, a golf yeah. fan, and almost for the game of golf itself, having these competing leagues, as much as it might push the PGA Tour to be better, it does not help the player focus and developing players to be images for your game at all. And that's something that I've always felt PGA Tour and golf in general to struggle with. It's yeah. something that I, the, the, sorry, Sam, but like, but like something like, I don't see people tuning into YouTube, especially golf's audience. Like maybe they're trying to get, you know, 20 and, year and olds. Golf is, old, golf is an older audience. I think the live golf is banking on the younger fan to put on YouTube and watch it, but, but they I don't have any, golf, like, any no ads. Five up. Like, no one 55 up <laughs> yeah. is be putting on the YouTube of live golf. Like, like there are no ads. Like I've not seen live golf be like advertised anywhere besides like when they put out like a press release of like the here's players who's playing in our tournament in three days. Like, I don't think anyone's going to know that this thing's even going on. I'm like, I don't think YouTube's going to be like advertising it. I highly doubt that. Like, I don't think they have any advertisers just like looking at, you know, all like the stuff, because even like their backgrounds of like these press conferences, usually like all the PGA tour, like all the sponsors of the event, like live golf. is just like live golf. Like there are no <laughs> sponsors. So like, I don't know who's going to like, who's going to even know this stuff is going on outside of the, like the golf world. I mean, I guess maybe if people say, oh, Phil Mickelson's playing, like maybe, but I don't think he's that that big of a draw. Well, that's the thing is the field is weaker. So if young people 
Like, I don't, I don't see how young people would watch a live golf event and not watch uh, a major or a PGA tour event, just because obviously the PGA tour right now still has a better field. And obviously the, the majors have the best field out of anyone. Yeah. So if a young person is going to watch a golf event, wouldn't it be the masters or the U S open or, or a big time PGA tour event over a live golf event? I mean, to me, that just makes a lot more sense because it's on TV. It's, it's obviously with all the best players in the world versus kind of a smaller field. And then obviously a lot of, you know, everything else surrounding the Saudi tournament as well, or, you know, so it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would be, that's what's so frustrating though. I think is because I think, you know, golf is very fun to watch. Very exciting. Obviously all of us think the same way and young as, as young people too, as well. I think more and more young people should get involved in this game and watch this game and, and, and you know, play it. And this is a step backwards in my opinion for that. Big yeah. I, I think one thing is like, you look at the Canadian open field this weekend, Justin Thomas, there, uh, Cam Smith, he'll be there. Scotty Scheffler, he'll be there. And McElroy too, I'm sure. Right? After McElroy, yes. I did not, I have not seen it, but he'll be there. there. And then after that, you know, the names get kind of, you know, thin. You've got guys like it's a Sam very top Burns. heavy, uh, top heavy. You, yeah, you've got guys like Sam Burns in there, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but to uh, be fair, I mean, Gary this is Higgs, the Canadian like, Open. You know, this is obviously not the. I mean, well, well, that, I think the point is, is that there needs to be more incentives by the PGA Tour to actually play at their events when the purse isn't that high. And you can risk injury by participating. And I guess that's what Live Golf is getting at with the guaranteed money just, you know, for showing up. That's what the competition is. As bad as the Live Golf, Live Golf depth is, you're going to be able to see Dustin Johnson play, DeChambeau play, at least not this first week, but down the line. You know, Phil Mickelson play, Patrick Reed play. They've got some names. And I'm not, I don't think it's enough to compete with the PGA Tour, but on dry weeks like this, yeah. The golf isn't that different. You know, I think I know during the majors and the upper echelon tournaments, it'll still be the PGA tour. That's King. But, you know, right now this is a perfect example of a weekend where the live golf tour, you know, is not that far off of what we're going to see on the PGA tour. Like my thing is, is that like, and then this, is the PGA tours problem is that nobody cares about the Canadian open. Nobody cares about the Charles Schwab challenge. I mean, I would say, you know, less people even like about even the players or those, I mean, they're bigger tournaments for sure, but it's not like they're getting big coverage and like they're getting obviously not a lot of social media coverage. So like, I think that's, I think the PGA tours main thing is how to get the non-majors. Like the, they're literally golf is four weekends a year where they're going to be the talk of the town. And then besides that, no one really cares, which is a problem obviously, because nobody cares about the RBC. Nobody's caring about just, you know, some tournament that's happening in Arizona. So you know, I, I think what Live Golf is trying to do by having eight events is that exclusivity. Like they only have eight events, so you're going to probably tune into them because, you know, they have players that are going to play. I think that's kind of their plan. I don't think that obviously the PGA Tour is not going to do something like that. But even if it was like in the fall, I kind of like that idea of having like a team tournament in the fall and not having like all these random events and then kind of having it then in, you know, major time, basically. Then you have to kind of get on a swing of where you're playing your flagship tournaments. I think that would be. Uh, you know, a good idea, but I think that's the biggest problem with the PGA tour is that they've all these events that, you know, not a lot of people care about. And like outside of this podcast, I don't think anyone, you know, here is going to be talking about the Canadian open, mm. uh, you know, like with just, you know, you know, other people. So it's, it's definitely a tough problem for golf. Yeah. I think uh, Andrew, it's also what I was thinking about too, is sometimes like it, it, it might be 
you know, a solution definitely to, you know, take away some tournaments uh, across the tour, maybe limit the number of tournaments just to make the, each one a little bit more interesting. And I think, I think a lot about baseball with how many games that they play during the season. And it's like, who cares about this game on a Tuesday night, you know, that, you know, a weeknight game, nobody really cares, whatever it may be, but ultimately as well, in addition to the fact that you're totally right, you know, some people and a lot of people, you know, might not care week in week out and might just tune into the majors or whatever it may be. It's also an issue of just attracting people to the game as a whole, because I think some of these tournaments really create some great golf, create some great excitement to watch, but people aren't watching them. And why is that? You know, what is the reasoning behind that? Whether that be marketing your, your, your stars, marketing your better players, you know, or whatever the reason may be, the PGA tour really has to think about that as well. You know, it's, it's not just the fact that, you know, maybe we're playing too many tournaments week in, week out, but also, you know, maybe something needs to change with the way that we, you know, market our stars with the way that we, you know, pitch this game to maybe a younger audience or pitch this game to, you know, whoever it may be who are interested in watching golf. So I think there's a lot of problems and maybe live golf is exposing some of those problems for the PGA tour that they need to address. And, you know, who knows, maybe down the road, those things will be addressed and, and it'll overall help the PGA tour and the game of golf. Well, I think that's going to, you know, kind of wrap up the discussion. I think Sam, you kind of put on a really good note, going to have to wait and see. And I think adjustments will come, whether that's with the PGA tour, how they deal with their players, what the schedule is for golf. This I think we'll look back on as being one of the bigger moments in the history of golf, because either the PGA tour lost a lot of players or they had to adjust to bring them back. And I think, that's what we're going to come away with when, you know, we have these episodes as we get towards the fall. And I think next week might be one of the biggest episodes we have because <laughs> we're going to have not only a PGA tour weekend to recap and also the U S open to preview, but we'll have a lot of live golf golf um, to review. Either it's going to go really badly or maybe we'll be surprised, but how many views uh, do you guys think it's going to get before? Your I, I think it's going to be 200,000. You think that high? You think oh, over the three days? You so, think? Uh, no, not, I'm, yeah, I'm how does it work? Is it one? Is it one? Like, how is it going to look? Is it one video for four days? Like, is it one each day? Like, I'm, I'm confused. So this is how I'm looking at it. Does anybody know the MLB free game of the day? Yeah. 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 So that gets about like 65,000. So it's like a random Guardians Royals game is getting like 65,000. I would assume Live Golf would get at least four times that. Like at least two hundred to three hundred thousand. I think that's a fair bet. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I Especially would, people are going to want to see Mickelson golf and just what it looks like. I think this first bet. one might get the most. I mean, who knows yeah. what the game? Guardians and Royals can get sixty-five thousand. I really <laughs> hope Live Golf can get more. Well, also but, the first tournament is going to be so. So many people are going to watch just to see. Like it's like watching a train wreck, kind of like just to see how like crazy it's going to be. Like I want to see the uniforms on their couch to watch (laughs) the extent of the live golf. Like I I might flick it on for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm not watching all four rounds nonstop. Yeah. No, I think the better question is what does Chris Hennessy watch this weekend? The Canadian open or live golf? That, oh, that is a great question. We should Probably hold him split screen. I bet he'll watch both. He's definitely watching both. There's no way he's not watching live golf. He's he has to. He's no, too, he's, he's definitely too interested. Watching, you know, you have to can you have to take into the county. Well, the NHL playoffs might not go, and there's only one game really. Probably. Well, he's a he's yeah. an Islanders fan too. So yeah. I know. He'll probably watch. He's still watching. He's rooting against three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but for yeah. me, the biggest thing is I think the best group this weekend is it's JT, 
uh, McElroy and Corey Connors in one group. Oh wow! Off tomorrow, so I think that's the best weekend. Is Connors the best Canadian group of the too? Weekend. I think he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so. that's 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 huge. That that's is. your best group of the weekend. I'll, I'll say that. Now, I don't think we're gonna you know do picks for the Canadian Open because I, I really want to keep this focused on the um you know the live golf tour but we will be back for uh picks next week us open i think that's our third right yep so that that's going to be a big slate and the other big question is do guys who just joined the live golf tour they played a weekend live golf tour they're suddenly going to pick up at the us open that was my question is how does this affect people like coming off of the live live golf like if you only play like eight events like let's say a guy like scotty Scheffler, he's playing so much every week i wonder how that's going to affect a guy like dustin johnson mm. where now he's not playing every week he's only going to be playing once a month basically that is yes, a I, I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing for me is to see how it adjusts to us open and guys who are not playing the regular pga tour schedule suddenly are going to have to get competitive with guys who are on that tour to play a big major well i think a decent amount uh, it'll be really interesting to see who decides to play at the U S open, obviously with how close they are to this first live golf event. Um, that's going to be interesting. And, and, and just seeing, I already mentioned this, but just seeing how that's going to go. If, if I, I'm dying to see if a guy like Roy McElroy or, or gets paired with, you know, one of these live golf <laughs> guys, just to see how it's going to be like an ultimate ride. It's, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if like these guys start fighting, you know, whatever it may be, but, uh, no, that's going to be really interesting just to see how that all plays out. Definitely. Well, yeah. The U S open did announce said Mickelson, yeah. anyone who is eligible will be allowed to play in their major assume the same is going to be for the British open and the masters at the very least. Um, I'm not sure how the PGA championship does the PGA tour govern that in any bit or I'm the PGA sure. championship. I think that's there. I think that's theirs. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it must be. So it's got the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that's going to be the only one. And I guess Chris Hennessy is definitely laughing at us right now. Yeah. Not exactly. knowing that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot to watch. I think we're going to be watching golf this week, whether it's Canadian Open, Live Golf Tour, and then we gear up for a huge weekend the following week with the U.S. Open. So, we'll definitely 100% be back next weekend. But I think that will do it from our episode today. A lot we talked about Phil Mickelson, Live Golf Tour, all the breaking news. So, it's going to be really exciting to get back to it next week. But until then, from Michael Calamari, Sam Davis, and Andrew Galata, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great evening. On the Green is a production of WFUV Sports. <laughs> <laughs>